0: What's up guys, here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 30, here with my guy, Bretton, how are you?
1: Doing awesome. I mean, US beat Mexico on Friday, we're at the top of the World Cup qualifying table, but I, I could spend all episode 30 talking about this. I think we had something special
0: planned, you wanted to do something? What do you want we- to do? we kind of have something special because it's episode 30 and we're already 30 hours doing this. So we might as well have a resume of who are the best under 21 talents in each country that we select 30 countries. Okay guys. Yep. So we will be selecting who we think is the most promising player of each country. Okay. Okay. So we invite you guys to go to the comment section, okay, of this episode, episode 30, and just go bold and say your country and your favorite wonder kid, okay? Because this is going to be a fun fest of just naming wonder kids, okay? It,
1: it really is. And, and we have to uh, stay on topic here, right? So mm-hmm. we had to narrow down the countries, which is really hard to do. So the only kind of rubric we have here is we're going to use the FIFA rankings, Um, So top 30 FIFA rankings, which are definitely going to change after this international window. Mm -hmm. So you'll probably be surprised by some of the countries we pick and we don't pick. But I think we're Mm going to start at 30, right, and work our way down Mm -hmm. to one. And in order to keep us on topic, I'm going to set a limit for two minutes for each country at most. And if we have extra time at the end, what we'll do is we can maybe expand on the top 10. What do you think? think we can to this.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think I think that's a good plan. I think that's a good plan. All
1: right. All right.
0: Well, do you want to just launch into it
1: or you got anything else to say? I know we got a live coming up.
0: Uh, we have a live next. Uh, we have a Portugal Serbia live on Twitch coming. So that's going to be insane it's right next. So if, if you guys are listening to this, I hope you guys enjoy that live too. So yeah. if you're watching. Uh, yeah. Okay. So number 30. Let's do it. You're Algeria. Yes.
1: Algeria. Wow.
0: Yeah. So. Who did you go?
1: All right. I got a 20-year-old, Adam Zorgain. have seen him. Thank you to ESPN+. Plus. I've seen him play with Charleroi in the mm-hmm. Belgian First Division. He's a midfield engine type. Um, he's also known as the first player born in the 2000s to actually play in the Algerian First Division. He's mm-hmm. strong. He's big in the air. Uh, he's good on set pieces, uh, tackling, all that fun stuff. Um, but uh, he's probably only, his ceiling might be, as a target for Belgian clubs, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Maybe outside of Belgium, maybe La Liga, something like that. But, you know, he's got quite the uh, growing reputation in the pro league. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, But I think the more interesting thing, before I give you the floor, the more interesting thing is going to be the dual nationalities, right? Mm -hmm. You have a lot of French-born Algerian parent, right, uh, mm-hmm. Situations or vice versa, um, so you have a lot of these names like Yassi Nadli, Adil Ashu, Amin Gouiri, Rayon, and I'm butchering all these names. Et Nori, the uh, the Wolves' left back, and you have Rayon Rayon Cherk. All of these guys could potentially play for Algeria in the future. Now, none of them are currently playing for them, so <laughs> that's where you want to kind of watch. Um, but I am going to have to defer to any Algerian. Um, uh, you know, supporters uh, mm-hmm. to really school us on this and let us know who is your up and comer.
0: I just know Zorgain. Who's yours? I, I had the same. He's the midfielder in the yeah. Belgium league. I yeah. had the same name. I had the same name. But like you're mentioning the dual mm-hmm. citizen, I had no idea. I mean, Guri would be insane. It would be like the salvation for for Algeria. Like that is an insane mention and Turkey. Shirky too. Uh, sure. but yeah. So I think I think you said it all with Algeria. Like that's we had the exact same name. Yep. I had the exact same name. So number twenty. Oh, there's the timer. There's the timer started. <laughs> Let's go. Number 29. Uh, Morocco. So Zakaria, yeah. uh, Zacharia, uh, Azel Kumar winger. Okay. Mm-hmm. I saw his stats really good. Saw some highlights. I, I'm gonna be honest, guys. I haven't seen full matches of him, but from the highlights, I've seen he's a fast player. He's got a good decision-making. And, yeah, he, overall, he seemed like a really good player, okay? Yeah. So, uh, about Morocco, I would be more interested in the Mohamed Iataren, Like, he's the player that I would know more. But I think he would pick Netherlands instead of Morocco. So... Let's see. Let's see.
1: And, and there's such disappointing news there about Tiha uh, potentially potentially um, stepping away from football altogether because since he signed for Juventus and then was uh, subsequently loaned out to I believe it is Sampdoria, um, we haven't seen much of him. Um, so I, I really hope that he can come back to football at some point uh, with a clear head and, and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my pick is going to be another is going to be a winger. Uh, it's going to be Abde, the 19-year-old winger from Barcelona, who actually oh. made his La Liga debut, um, mm-hmm. and he's only had like two cameos, but um, I mean he's he's fared pretty well. And frankly, when it comes down to it, if you, you can, you know, win over Koeman, um, and if he mm-hmm. can find a place in Xavi's new order, uh, which I think he probably will. Um, he's going to be one that we are going to have to watch a whole lot closer. Um, does he have the pedigree uh, that, you know, Agavi or, or any of these other guys that are really showing well? I- I'm not entirely sure, uh, but mm-hmm. he could be very, very dangerous for Morocco in the future. And, but they also have their list of possible dual nationalities. And you've got like an Amin Adley, uh, Kez Ruiz Atil, remember him from PSG now at Barcelona? Yep. Um, but I really think Abde uh, on the wing. Uh, already gaining time for barcelona is a pretty big deal huh Um, that
0: that is a big deal for for sure oh that's it there you go with the timer so next one (laughs) japan so i'm gonna go here takefuse kubu because well it's it's clear he for me he's the best japanese talent dribbling wise insane elite levels and look though i rate him so high that i really think real madrid might use him in the future okay yeah. like he's the, i don't see him happening the same that happened to Odegaard. Mm-hmm. and i really do think real madrid will settle and will test him out yeah. in future when he comes back from loan
1: yeah and and i'm going to have to agree with you here because uh, pretty much all of what i've seen in, of him is he has the ability to to take the game by the scruff of the neck or to pull you know the rabbit out of the proverbial magical hat Mm -hmm. um and his dribbling his game-changing ability is just unreal i I think i'm teetering on the edge though you know he's a he's 20 years old now Mm -hmm. takafu and he's getting to the point where we have to figure out where can he reliably play game in Mm -hmm. game out um and and where does he fit or is he just a bag of tricks Right, Mm. it's a worry. It's a worry for me. Uh, No doubt that he is, you know, technically sound and just phenomenal to watch. But maybe he's too small. Maybe he's whatever. I don't know. Whatever I can say to motivate him uh, to get out on the training pitch and show he's in the eleven every week. Kubo is still the one you got to watch. I'm gonna shout out some of these Japanese though that are playing in the Belgian leagues and really Mm. starting to fare pretty well. Some of them are a little bit older, but Koki Saito uh who plays in the Belgian second division um only seen miniature slivers of what he can do um but he is pretty highly regarded at Lammel United um who has given um uh, sizable um chances to some young uh players coming abroad uh but Kubo I think is he's the one that we all expected to lead Jap- Japan into the new future right
0: yeah for sure for sure and Hitsuduan like he's I know he he may be older but he's a really good player too I could see him having a good role for Japan. So next one, uh, 27, Tunisia. So I went with, I think it's an obvious pick, and it was a shocker for me that he even picked Tunisia, Mm -hmm. and that was Annabelle Mejri. So Man United, I don't know if you guys know, he's such an elegant player with the ball. He's got that David Luiz haircut, like uh, Sideshow Bob, if you guys watch The Simpsons, like (laughs) you (laughs) can mention. Hair. So. A nominal midfielder, and I really see him being the future, the present already, and future of Tunisia, Annabelle Mejbri. I, and
1: I think there was surprise, I mean, at least in my yeah. mind, but like you and I were discussing before, he obviously um, uh, went with his heart here mm-hmm. um, in terms of uh, joining Tunisia this early. He's only 18 years old, and, and he was signed by Manchester United, Mejbri, uh two mm-hmm. years ago now. And um, for like 10 million euros, I mean, Mm -hmm. you got to be absolutely certain that this kid is world-class to shell out that amount of money or just have funny money uh, lying around. But the fact of the matter is he's been likened to have the motor of Paul Scholes. Mm. And anytime you're kind of um, uh, put in there with somebody that's won the Premier League as much as Paul Scholes has, um, that's Mm -hmm. pretty awesome. Uh, I don't know whether or not he's going to be blooded in a system that has soul scare at the helm. Um, but a lot of people have said, Hey, he could be in the future, the Paul Pogba replacement. I don't mm-hmm. know if that replacement's going to come sooner rather than later, but we've all seen the world-class nature of Hannibal Meshbury. It's mm-hmm. just whether or not it actually comes to fruition. Um,
0: oh, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Pretty, very solid. Can play as an eight, two guys can play as a six, two. Yeah. So uh, 26. Let's go. 26.
1: I, I'm going to bank that extra 20 seconds. Okay. <laughs> so All right. 26
0: Ukraine. Ukraine. Uh, I pick Zabarni. Okay. I saw him. I saw him in the euros. He looked really well, really solid in my opinion. And. Nice header. He's a tall center back, okay? Mm-hmm. And what I liked about him was his ball-playing ability, okay? He seemed really confident, and he knew what to do. And to play in the Euros at such a young age at the time, like, come on, he needs to be special. So he's my pick, Zabarni. Okay. And a special mention would be Truban at the at the goalkeeping spot. Oh, you know, but but you
1: know, yeah.
0: Zabarni. Okay, was, yeah. And you, I
1: don't think you need to make it a special mention because he's my pick. Uh, oh. Because we okay. all know... At 20 years old in goalkeeper years, that's like being 15 or 16 years old, right? Um, yeah. uh, and he, Trubin has already backstopped Shakhtar to, to winning a title. Um, we mm-hmm. all remember the Real Madrid showing, although they, they were humbled um, this time around uh, mm-hmm. in this Champions League. But I mean, he's already got 51 appearances for Shakhtar. He's got mm-hmm. 50, only 50 goals conceded, 23 clean sheets over that time period. Um, I mean, he debuted for the uh, Ukrainian U-21s at 16 years old. Or no, wait, that, that uh, that's the next guy I'm going to talk about. I'm sorry. Um, but Trubin is already his country's, or um, his next target is to become, I'm sorry, his country's number one. And he hasn't mm-hmm. gotten there yet, right? He's still been playing for the Ukrainian U-21s. Um, so it's whether or not he can take that next step. But well, Trubin
0: Tr- 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 had a madness of a game against Real Madrid, wasn't it? Like yes. 13 saves?
1: <laughs> yeah, but in this Champions League, he's been getting um, – they've been getting shellacked. Uh, it happens. It use. happens. It, it, it does happen, uh, especially against the Real Madrid that has Benzema and uh, Vinicius firing in all cylinders. But Zabarni is a good shout-out. And another one we got to throw out there is Jarmoljak, who's 17 mm. years old. He's the guy that has already debuted for the U21s at 16 – and he's the second youngest ever to do so. And while I have not been able to see a lot of him, um, he is widely seen as uh, one of the top Ukrainian prospects. But I'd love to hear what our, uh, what our listeners um, will, will throw in the comment section. Educate us, don't. right?
0: All yeah, right. Fuck, fuck. So number 25, Serbia. So, I'm, I went I went simple because I had to do a study that Portugal are going to play against Serbia. So, I had to yeah. see Vlahovic. I mean, yes. Okay, Vlahovic, he's, he's one of the best under-21s in the world, not even yeah. Serbia, okay? If we, if we mention just world, like top 10, under-21s, Vlahovic is in there. So, he's the number one lethal striker, okay? Yep. Not going to stay at Fiorentina next season, 100%. I'm going to go bold. He's going to the Prem. Easy, in my opinion, okay? So... Yeah, I just had to pick Vlahovic. This All right. Agreed.
1: And I had a feeling you were going to pick Vlahovic, which means that I felt like I needed to pick somebody else. Although I 100% agree with you, Dusan Vlahovic uh, is without mm-hmm. a doubt. Um, I mean, his ceiling is still, it hasn't even been met yet. And oh. he's, he's coming off a 21 goal year in Serie A. So um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with, on loan from Manchester City, Ivan Illich. Um, he has been absolutely phenomenal for Verona. Um, and he's actually been, you know, amongst the statistical categories, U23 or not, he's been one of the top midfielders in all of Syria. Um, so it, I think he deserves a shout, while I still mm-hmm. think Vlahovic clearly has the highest ceiling in all of Serbia. Um, I do know that right now there's probably a 16 or a 17 year old uh, playing for Red Star Belgrade or somebody. Uh, that we don't yet know about, that's going to be uh, coming through and and winning over our hearts and minds, um, but we'll we'll see soon enough uh, with that. So yeah, Vlahovic and Illich are are two good shouts. Um, you want to move on to a surprising number twenty four?
0: <laughs> there you go, Peru, Peru. Yeah. Like I wasn't expecting Peru being the twenty four, but I I have a pretty I have the player that I picked for Peru. I think he's got a pretty high ceiling, and that is Clovis Argyllad,
1: a fullback.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yep, Man City. If they get him, like I went to see the footage very fast, very like the, the 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 this is what the fullbacks need to know when to go forward. And Aguilar seemed really good, aware when to go forward. So I love them. Okay, so I'm very confident, guys, that this player in the future will be one to watch. Just like Gavin Bazinu is alone, that's very underrated at Man City. Mm-hmm. I say. Clover Aguilar is another loan that I see being very underrated. And a special mention is to Aaron Sanchez, okay, center back, okay. Very nice. And I watched the footage. He's a beast, okay. Yes. Big teams in Europe are for sure going to see this kid, okay, because he's got everything to go forward. So those two. This is my pick for Peru.
1: Yeah, and, and I remember reading somewhere that he was offered a trial um, at Arsenal. I don't know if he ever took it, if it ever materialized, <laughs> but Aron Sanchez is, I believe he's 18, um, mm-hmm. plays for Cantalau, uh, still plays domestically with Peru, um, in Peru. Uh, but as you mentioned, I mean, he's an absolute yeah. beast. Uh, the Aguilar pick was obviously going to be mine because, hey, I know Manchester <laughs> City likes collecting right backs, but Aron Sanchez is definitely one that I was... Um, at least been putting down because 18 size uh, been playing a lot in the, the mm-hmm. uh, Peruvian first division. Um, he's going to be one that probably does make a leap um, mm-hmm. at some point in the near future. So, all right, mm-hmm. well, we got through Peru because that's that was a little bit of an education.
0: Oh, there you go. It, 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 yeah, I, I, I did to do the uh, the the homework. Yeah, you got. I had to educate too with Cliff Regula. Well, so uh, no, yeah. sorry, sorry. No, nope,
1: go ahead. I, I think you were going to about to announce number twenty
0: three. Yep, number twenty three, Poland. So mm-hmm. Kasper Kozlowski. come on, like that for me was the one of the easiest picks when I saw the list because Kozlowski, like we saw in the Euros, yep. man of the show, youngster, okay, midfielder that just loves to dictate. Such a maestro, okay? Yep. Poland have the star when Robert Lewandowski is gone. It's Kaspar Kozlowski. Yeah, and I do, I'm not saying he's going to be that level, but for sure, he's going to be one of the stars of that team. So yeah. guys, really remember the name, quality midfielder.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's uh, pretty funny when you kind of troll through different, um, I don't know, fan bases and whatnot. Uh, they're calling him, or I don't know who is, but someone's calling him the Polish Pogba right? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's got size, physicality for like an 18-year-old. Um, but hey, this is this was a guy that at 17 years old uh, was playing in Euro 2020. Uh, and he was not there as a, you know, a mannequin to, to mm-hmm. be a, a part of the practice squad. Um, and he has a hell of a story, right? We remember the story um, around him almost having a career-ending injury uh, due to a car crash that he was in. And he's fought his way back. That young, Right? When development is everything at that age, uh, he fought his way back from that insanity um, and somehow found his way, not somehow, earned his way into the Polish national team. Kids only 18 um, and already got Euros experience under his belt. Um, and he is the future of Poland. Now, Poland has a very bright future. So definitely list those that we missed in this one. But we're in agreement, mm-hmm. Kaspar Kozlowski um, is probably the highest ceiling when it comes to Polish talents moving forward.
0: There you go. So number twenty-two with Iran. I needed education here because even the player I mentioned, I had to watch clips on him. Yeah, that was Alire's son Manish. There it is. I saw him playing the Conference League. Like he brings, he, he seemed quality. Okay, yeah. so but who's your pick? Like because I, I I needed I needed more on this one.
1: Yeah, I've actually heard uh, Fenerbahce fans talk about him. Um mm-hmm. and I, I guess I looked him up thinking he was 16 or 17 years old. He's actually already already 20, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he's on loan, I believe, in Ukraine um, with Zorya, Zorya mm-hmm. Luhansk in yes. Ukraine, and I think in just the last five games, he's got five goals, one assist. Um, so he's already got eight goals this season. Um, so he's really starting to come into his own, um, mm-hmm. and I, I know we're going to butcher his name, but Al- Alahiar Sayadmanesh, Hopefully I did it. Um, I'm I'm a little more shocked that he hasn't played a larger role with Iran. Then again, Mm -hmm. Iran has been pretty damn good in qualifying so far. So Mm -hmm. um, my guess is that by the time Qatar 2022 rolls around, he Mm -hmm. will be a big part of that setup. And that is a name that you are going to want to watch.
0: There you go. There you go. So that's for sure. I I really need to get my education up with Iran. I, I have to say, guys. So, so number number twenty one, Chile. Mm-hmm. So I got Marcelino Nunes. Okay, he's a midfielder in Unificada Catolica. Mm-hmm. Like really nice. Okay, roaming midfielder loves to have the final pass. Okay, Marcelino Nunes. and he's another player that I really could see coming to Europe not to a prem but maybe to to Italy to Portugal yeah. or Spain okay yeah. because he needs the ball in his feet that's what i noticed a lot in that in that in that in that chile game yeah. he he did he did make a difference but he did need the ball a lot so off ball he still needs to work but marcelino nunes is is my pick
1: yep and i'm going to agree with you again there uh, he's been a top player for universidad católica in in chile um mm-hmm. and you know, the other one I'd throw out there is Bastian Yanez. And I, again, I don't know if I said his name correctly, but he's a winger, uh, pretty strong winger, uh, good on the dribble. Uh, and, you know, he's been putting up very similar numbers uh, there, though they play two very different roles. But yeah, Marcelino Nunez actually stood out to me when watching that um, Chile-Paraguay game mm-hmm. um, two days ago, or maybe that was yesterday. I can't remember. Um, but he was very good um, as they won in Asuncion, right, in Paraguay. Um, And they are firmly, uh, potentially, uh, in place to qualify for the World Cup. Uh, But I am going to throw out, before the two minutes run up, I am going to throw out a name that the U.S. fans um, that are watching knows very well, and that's uh, Sebastian Soto. Uh, He's only (laughs) 21. Um, I don't know uh, what decisions he's been making as of late, but he was at Norwich City, and now he's, like, on loan at Porto B., um, and I haven't seen in terms of much progress he's been making, but he's been playing here and there. Sebastian Soto has a skill set and, and has promise um, and also has the ability to play for Chile. In fact, he had previously been contacted by them um, mm. with Josh Sargent and Ricardo Pepe and, and uh, Beryl DK and Matthew Hoppe and PFOC all in the running for the U.S. men's national team, um, forward, uh-oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> or the forward position, Sebastian Soto might w- wind up going to Chile, and that would be a very good get for them if they can get something out of them like they did with Ben Brereton from Blackburn, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So,
0: moving on. I apologize. That'd be that'd be bold. No, but Soto, I didn't even know he was a Porto. Be honestly, so yeah. I I don't think Sergio Cissokho will have a <laughs> will 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 play him, but I'm not sure. I hope he does. So, so for number no. twenty, Singal. Papesar, okay? I yeah. wasn't surprised that Tottenham went to get him when I saw the footage and I saw those games. Like, such a dominant midfielder, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I do expect him to come back from loan next season and content to play him. Okay, because why? Physically dominant, phenomenal on ball, in my opinion, ball conduction-wise. And defensively, he does seem like he's got the drills tackling-wise. He supports very well the fullbacks, backs okay? Mm-hmm. But... He's in the prem. So another year going on loan back to where he came from. Just so we, just so we get everything sharpened up. Okay. I'm, I love it. I yeah. love it. And I do think everyone should really expect to see him in the prem next season. Balling. Pope yeah. I,
1: I think, um, once again, we're in agreement. I mean, we, we didn't talk before this, right. Um, no. but yeah, Pape I don't know how you can go beyond that right now. No. Um, and uh, with, with the potential he has, putting him under Antonio Conte uh, is going to be interesting. Um, but it is a bit troubling. I've seen over the last several um, months, he's kind of fallen by the wayside at Mets. Uh, mm-hmm. He was left on loan at Mets because obviously won him getting full game time um, yep. <laughs> while there's a merry-go-round of uh, coaches at Tottenham. Um, but I don't think there's any denying that if you can unlock Pap- um, you know, potential he could Mm -hmm. be a world-class star for Tottenham okay um and I think what Mm -hmm. makes him that that possibility there is he has versatility in that he can play and I don't know what his best role is but he's played as a defensive mid he's played as holding he's played as more of a attacking mid previously Mm -hmm. but I do know that if he's going to play at, at defensive mid it's going to be who Oliver Skip um, he's going to play in a place where he could potentially really make an impact. So I agree with you that next season, he could wind up being a big part of that Spurs revival.
0: I, I, I agree, but I don't even know if Skip will play honestly, Brett. Oh, but I, I, I have more hope on pop Sar than Oliver skip. Okay. That's, that's, that's what I, that's what I would say okay. about him. So you want to go to number 19? Let's do it. I have, I have a bit of an unconventional one here. Who's your pick? Okay. For the so my Welch pick, uh, I, Look, I wanted to go Ampadu, okay? Because Ampadu like seeing him like 2 years ago at Chelsea, that was Ampadu was ridiculous, okay? Mm-hmm. Maybe again the Sacho Bob haircut had an effect on him <laughs> cuz like like Ethan Ampadu was crazy at the time. Yep. Uh but all of a sudden he dipped. Uh so I'm going to pick the player that I feel like will have an impact every Every time he plays for Wales, and that is Nico Williams. There you go. Because, because Nico Williams, just he, he's already having the impact for Wales. Yeah, yeah. And I can see him playing in the Prem. Not at Liverpool, maybe, but at Everton, a Wolves. Like a mid-table team. Even Aston Villa is yeah. TVG. So, crossing ability on point. I, tracking back, I think, is the big problem with Nico Williams defensively. But... He's a very nice, a very nice fullback. OK, so yeah. there you go, guys. Yeah. Nico Williams.
1: That's a good one. And I'm going to stay on defense there. But mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've actually watched him play uh, Ben Cabango, 21 years old. I've watched him play for Swansea quite a bit. And right now, I don't obviously think that he's probably the best defender out there for them. Um, but I'll, mm-hmm. I will tell you this. Uh, he has got the leadership quality, he's got the motivational quality, he's got the physicality, he's got everything mm-hmm. um, that tells me that this guy could wind up being a superstar for like a Burnley, like a James Tarkowski type, type mm-hmm. of situation, right? Where at 25, 26, he winds up being a, an, an immensely solid Premier League center back. Um, only 21, he's been the captain on every level at Swansea mm-hmm. City um and uh he's in the welsh national team setup I, I believe he was sent back due to injury i could be wrong so he didn't uh partake in the game the other day where nico williams scored um but he's starting to gather uh, attention from premier league teams and i think ben kabango um y- you might not have the highest ceiling of the bunch um but i think he's going to play the largest role um for you know a welsh player in a club side moving forward uh from this batch uh, so Ethan Ampadu, man is a is a really tough situation. I mean, he's been everywhere. I feel like he's crisscrossed like the continent multiple <laughs> periods of time, uh, playing for different teams all over the place. But that Sheffield United move
0: mm-hmm.
1: just killed him, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, just getting beaten up day in day out. And I, I, you know, now he's at uh where's he at? Oh, he's with uh, Gianluco Buzio at Venezia in Syria. <laughs> um so man he's gonna get he's getting all the stamps on his passport
0: <laughs> there you go that's a nice yeah. way to end it up yeah uh so number 18 guys croatia Yeah. Okay? I, I i have here two guys i have the one that i think is going to be the best player and that's Kvardiol. Okay. okay i think Kvardiol in two three years he's going to be at a top team at, the, at the, that center back role okay he's very dominant, mm-hmm. phenomenal pick by RB, RB Leipzig. They know what they're doing. Another this is this this is the common ground that we I'm getting with center backs, is physically they're dominant and yeah. ball playing again. Guardiola seems really nice, ball playing wise. So yeah. I do think like in two three years, he might leave okay to the Prem or even to, to La Liga. But the bold pick is Joko Simic. Okay. Yeah. I love that. I love the guy, Roko Simic, okay? There's a reason why, if Red Bull is getting you, there's a reason you're special, okay? Sure. Red Bull Red Bull just signs special talents, okay? And Red Bull Salzburg knows that Roko Simic is that guy, okay? He was at G- GNK Dinam before, and look, he was playing professionally at 16, and I think that says it all, and... Trust me, guys. He is a clinical finisher. And he's already playing for Croatia's um, youth system. I think under 21s. Yeah. So he's 17. So watch out, guys. Roko Simic. Yeah, and he may have just turned 18, but he nope, uh, R- R- 18. Roko okay. Simic is
1: also my pick beyond Gavardial because I had a feeling you were—I mean, you were in, you <laughs> had to say Gavardial right now. And what I love about Josko Gavardial too is that versatility. You know, me and versatility—fact mm-hmm. that he was thrown into a Euro game playing left back and and mm-hmm. you know, fared pretty well—that's pretty awesome. But Roko Simic, okay it just so happens that he has the pedigree kind of like Erling Holland, right? Has the pedigree. His dad was mm-hmm. who, right? His dad was Dario Simic, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, 100 caps for Croatia, you know, phenomenal player, won the Champions League with Milan. Um, but he is rounding into form right now. He's already made his Red Bull, oh crap. He's already made his Red Bull Salzburg. We really talked a lot about Croatia. Uh, he's already made his Red Bull Salzburg debut, okay? He's already scored goals for them. And on mm-hmm. top of that, he's got six goals, just to put statistics to what you were saying before. He's got six goals with the Croatian U21s and their Euro qualifying campaign. But mm-hmm. he's got size, he's got finishing. It feels a little bit Hollandesque,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but we won't know for right now. Um, he's got Benjamin Sesko in front of him uh, at Salzburg, but he has definitely got a massively high ceiling, um, regardless of how... Uh, how big he is. Uh, so I I agree. He's one. And then I do have to throw out the name, Lucas Susich, who also played for Red Bull oh, Salzburg. Um, but we might have to circle back on him because we've already violated our two-minute principle.
0: Um, <laughs> there you go. So number 17, guys, Sweden. Okay. Easy pick, Kulusevski. Yeah. Bold, Vilton uh, from Arma B. Uh Vilton Svedberg. okay? Of Armaby. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this midfielder. 17 years old. Already putting numbers in the Swedish league, okay yep. and I, I I honestly think I found here a gem, okay I honestly think because a bit like Charles the Ketzler, mm-hmm. he seems like very confident roaming wise in that midfield and that's why he provides so many assists okay so I think Kulusevsky needs to watch out with this kid that's coming <laughs> so this is these so these are my picks Kulusevski right. oh and uh, MRB midfielder Svedberg.
1: Okay. And, and and I think, um you know, that Kulisevsky right now, I, I just really wish he was getting more time with Juventus. Um, but uh, I think Allegri's got a little bit of a problem with him. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. He might be headed for some sort of a loan, uh, but my pick is going to be different finally. Mm. Right. I got to go with Manchester United, Anthony Alanga. Okay. Yes. Um, six goals already in U21 Euro qualifying for Sweden. And he's, consistently one of the better ballers uh, in Manchester United's Youth Academy. It's just Mm -hmm. whether or not under Solskjaer, he's ever going to be able to make the leap. Now, he did make his debut, right? That's encouraging. Um, But there's no doubt that Anthony Alanga should be playing at a higher level than for United's reserves or their U23s. All right? It's just a matter of do they send him out on loan? And where do they send him out on loan? Uh, do mm-hmm. you send him to a lower table, you know, Premier League team, or do you send him to the championship? Um, mm-hmm. But Anthony Alanga has a dynamism to him that makes you incredibly excited um, on that wing. And um, he's already got his first Premier League goal out of the way. He's already got his Manchester United debut out of the way. Now it's just like, where does he go to come into his own and do it day in, day out? Much like Chelsea fans watching a Levermento or an mm-hmm. Armando Broja go to Southampton and do really well, I think Alanga could very much be in that same situation. Um, but Kulusevski, you have to shout out too. Uh, but uh, Anthony Alanga really excites me.
0: Alanga um, Il- is close to the move, I agree. But I don't think it's going to be a Man United. I think yeah, you got that right, Bretson. Yeah. I don't think it is. Because he's a winger too, and like they're getting Ahmad Diallo. Mm-hmm. So, Shola shorts are there. Elanga, yeah. I think, will be the the one one of the first cuts. Yep. So next country, Colombia. I went with a player that I I I, I went to see, and Wolves went bold. Okay, Yerson <laughs> musquera uh-huh. Like I I I didn't know that he had even gone to Wolves. Okay, like what? Like that that that's like what a player. Okay, what a player. Because like again, just like the same pattern, dominant player. Okay, mm-hmm. and I think he's. Just like Yerimina, I'd compare him with Yerson Moshkera, okay? Yerson Moshkera is very similar to Yerimina. Speed, okay, this is the big distinguish, I'd say. Yersin Moshkera actually has the Jets in, in the center back role. Okay. So, uh, watch out, okay, he's at Wolves right now. Yersin Moshkera, Colombian center back, and yeah, domin- dominant and very fast, okay?
1: I, I, I really like that pick, and uh, Wolves does this thing where they, they collect really solid talents and some of Mm -hmm. them kind of like Watford back in the day um, or still, I don't know. uh, They never play, but they do it as an investment. And uh, Yerson Mascara though, I I think could find his way into that actual setup. And I I hope he does. Uh, Mm -hmm. But my pick is actually a 17 year old John Duran. He's a big, big guy for 17 target striker, but he's mobile and he's actually going to be joining the Chicago fire in major league soccer as kind of a stepping stone deal, right? Um, mm-hmm. John Duran, he already has eight goals, four assists in his professional career, and he's 17, just turned 17, basically. And they're like, I don't know, I sniffed around the, the Chicago Fire uh, tweets and everything about mm-hmm. it, and everything that people have kind of come in and um, said, they basically are telling themselves that they got the Colombian Lukaku right? Um, he's mobile, he's, he's industrious, he's prolific, already at 17 with eight goals and four assists. Um, but the bigger thing here was a pretty impressive nature that Chicago Fire was able to actually land Duran when he was very much uh, tied with a lot of big European clubs. Um, so that's why I, I say it's probably going to be a stepping stone deal. Um, but mm-hmm. as a 17-year-old, He's got to hit the ground running in Major League Soccer, um, but he is one of their uh, most exciting attacking talents right now. Uh, comes from that Envigado Academy that I believe they produced Freddie, Freddie mm-hmm. uh, Guarín. Remember him? Remember that? Yeah,
0: oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, they, cool. they've,
1: yeah, they've produced quite a few talents, so hopefully Duran is the next in line. Um, but all right, we already violated two minutes. Uh, number <laughs>
0: 15 15 Uruguay. So, yes. the easy pick I'd say is Matias Arezo. Okay, yeah. guys, if there's a Uruguayan talent that you want to know, that you want to say to your mates, that you know in three years' yes. time that they're going to be insane, it's Arezo. Because yeah. I'd say he's fairly unknown still. Okay, because he's still in South America, people don't know about him mm-hmm. very fast clinical, I'd compare him with Karim Adeyemi type beat. Okay. Matias Arezzo, okay? Very similar to Karim Adeyemi, in my opinion. Yes. But the player that I'm going to mention that is my pick is Manuel Lugard. Okay. Because I can just see him being settled, okay? Settling this season at Sporting to next season to get the spot of Padinha. okay? Because João okay. padinha is going to leave Sporting this season and Manuel Ugarte is like being is is Ruben is testing waters with him and showing what he needs to do to be that guy and to 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 really uh to have a good role for Sporting yeah. next season so he's my pick uh Ugard.
1: yeah he's a great great player and part of that fun uh fam, how do you say that Familicao? cow? Familia?
0: Familica, familica yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, Back oh, when what a season
1: yeah, when they oh, were the collecting youngsters like they were Pokemon cards. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I, Matias Arezo, yeah, you can't get around kind of looking at him, right? I mean, he's already got mm-hmm. 35 goals to his name as an 18 year old for river river plot, uh, Montevideo, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so much attacking talent coming out of Uruguay because you have Satriano in, um, in Italy, mm-hmm. you have uh, Facundo Facundo Palistri who plays Holistic, on loan yeah. at, uh, Alaves, Facundo Torres and Brian Rodriguez. But the other one that you got to mention, um, mm-hmm. not quite up there with Arezzo in terms of, uh, being prolific, but, Agustin Alvarez Martinez is uh, a couple years older and putting up relatively similar numbers, somewhat mm-hmm. in um, still in the domestic leagues in Uruguay. I, I would imagine he's going to be making a leap at some point soon, too. And it could be to the Brazilian league, it could mm-hmm. be to Europe. Um, and I thought Arezo at some point was um, put in there, uh, kind of uh, whatchamacallit. Uh, uh, set up for a move to la liga mm-hmm. but like atletico or, or celta vigo yeah. uh, was looking at him but i guess that never materialized so many good talents in uruguay um as is
0: but, but will move like a hundred percent like he's, he's still so young yeah so that's he's there you go there you go so number 14 switzerland okay switzerland. i have two picks but i'm gonna go with the the, the one that I know is a sure thing, and that's Noah Okafor. Okay? okay. I watched him play and lethal striker putting up numbers, okay? And already playing for the Swiss uh, the Switzerland Switzerland national team. Yep. Honestly, I really like him. You know, because it's fairly rare now to find such a comfortable player with the heading. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he seems to have it. He's got the heading, he's got the finishing, and yeah, overall good awareness. Yeah. So Switzerland, you got your striker, no for. Yeah, and I know you're gonna lead up to this one, but yeah. I would want to know more about Brian Oku, okay? Because yes. I know he's a he's a wonderful center back. Yes, but I don't know the pure details on him. So
1: yeah, I mean, there's there's just mobility, strength, size, just the possibility mm-hmm. that he could be that long term partner for like Emmanuel Kanji. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's wonderful, it, it, and he. He's one of the ones that got away, right, for the mm-hmm. U.S. men's national team. Um, he's already committed, essentially, to Switzerland. He's played for them all the way up. Um, and he was just called in to the Swiss national mm-hmm. team, the senior squad. And I, I don't know if you saw this, but he just tore his ACL, I believe. It might not have been his, his ACL, but he basically had a season-ending injury in training, okay? Um, so at only 18, the poor kid um, is now on the mend. Um, And I really, really hope that he comes back here because there's still the hope that he can um, become, uh, you know, one of those studs uh, to, you know, make that Swiss back line a little uh, less old. Um, But but the other one I got to throw out here is Bradley Fink, right? I think he's got an incredibly high ceiling, even if it's just, it is statistically based right now because we've only really seen him in the youth squads for both Mm -hmm. Switzerland and for Borussia Dortmund. But, I mean, he's already got 20 goals this season. Okay? 20 goals this season tells you that the the, the kid's doing something right, whether it's positioning, whether it's, you know, speed, whether it's just uh, taking advantage of playing against whatever, U21, U20 uh, back lines. Um, But Mm -hmm. I'd be surprised if this year he doesn't feature for Dortmund at some point, considering how many injuries have been plaguing that front line, and Danielle Malin is not delivering in any way shape or form just yet so uh Ryan oko bradley fink and noah okafor are really good really good swiss shouts
0: i watched him play in the youth league and i can tell you he's he's just like holland i know yeah. it sounds incredible like the that dortmund just they seem to have got a player just like holland he's really similar even the in ball the in the box movements it's just yeah. like holland those tap ins, i love that pick i love that pick so, yeah. number 12, number 13, sorry. Yeah, you're comfortable with this one, right? Yeah, USA. yeah. Do you know longer than
1: two minutes here? No, just um, I,
0: I mean, if you, if you don't mind, I'm going to start here because it, it, may, it
1: may surprise. But if we're looking at p- um, picks that have the highest ceiling, mm. I am going – oh, here we go. This is my first time saying it, so I got to pause. <laughs> I am going to go bold here. Gio Reyna is the only American right now, Okay under the age of 21 that has the potential to be a Ballon d'Or candidate, okay? What? The potential, the potential. If he doesn't inherit the injury bug that Christian Pulisic got, there are things that he can do, right? And things that he can work on um, that will make him a very dominant player for the U.S. men's national team in the future. And it's funny that I'm saying this considering he played no role in the Mexico game the other day. Uh, But if you just watch him, Right? There's a fluidity to him. There's a strength to him. Um, there's the, the fearlessness, the ability to just try. Sh- mm, I was about mm-hmm. to curse. Try stuff um, and get away with it. Uh, and there's mm-hmm. also the ability to learn, right? like a sponge. He just soaks things up and he learns Damn. from it. And, and you, for somebody to go in there and do pretty much what Pulisic did, um, and then some, <laughs> at Dortmund. <laughs> Is impressive to me, so I'm not saying that he is Ballon d'Or caliber. No, I'm
0: no, saying no. That if there's
1: one U.S. men's national team player that has the potential to be currently under 21, it's him. That's
0: bold. That's bold. That's bold. I'll, let's leave on that. That's bold. Yeah. well, Who's <laughs> your pick? I want to
1: know who do you
0: got. I had I had Reina as the obvious pick, and I put Pepe because you, I, I, I as as I said in previously, I. It's yeah. the first. Really lethal finisher that I've seen in the US. Okay. Yeah. Like it's not like I know Daryl DK, he's very dominant. All mm. the strikers that were in the US, I always felt like they were very good pressurizing, but clinically, I never seen someone like Pepe, that number nine. So yeah, Ricard Pepe. That's okay. my pick. Well,
1: I got two more names before we move on. Just watching, I got a shout out Eunice Musa.
0: Mm-hmm. And the, the
1: game he put in versus Mexico, um, mm-hmm. if if you get a chance, those that are watching this right now and you haven't seen the highlights of Musa playing for the men, the U.S. men's national team, it's very different than how he plays for Valencia. Uh, mm-hmm. Go check out his highlights from that game. Um, in fact, maybe we can even put I'll, in the comments section. I'll throw a, a link up there to something. Um, uh, Yunus Musa is only 18 years old, and he bossed that midfield. Okay, he bossed that mm-hmm. midfield against Mexico. The other one is playing for U-20s that I have to announce is Malik Sunogo. Um, He has, he's been scoring for fun for Union Berlin's youth squads, probably will make his Bundesliga debut. Um, and uh, he's got a very similar um, swagger to him that Reina has that, that I hope continues uh, as he rises at the top, only 17 years old. So, um, all right, we can move on enough Homerism. Uh, we can move on to number 12, which is going to be equally as hard. Um, <laughs> who do you have from
0: Germany? Who won't be easy, but the best player right now is Florian Wirtz, no doubt. But the player that I think that has the highest ceiling for Germany is Karim Adeyemi. Okay. Wow. I've said it previously in the pod, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the future. Karim Adeyemi is moving close for 100 million. Okay. okay? This, he's got, this, re, this, Karim really has it all. Karim. The dream lethal (laughs) like no is like he really has it all because it's it's amazing how usually fast players okay usually don't have the finishing and he has it both he has it both because he's he's just so aware of where the goalkeeper is when he's running okay that's what I love about Edaemi he does those fast paced runs and then he just chips it over the keeper or puts it in the side because he just knows Mm. he just knows he's got that special finishing ability so. Yeah, he's my pick.
1: I, I I I was going to push back. I was going to interrupt you. You know, I hundred percent thought you were going to say Jamal Musiala. Um, oh, okay. I'm I'm in agreement that Florian Beers mm-hmm. is the best German player right now. U twenty one. Okay. Oh mm-hmm. well, not well. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, but Jamal Musiala is who I would put in a, I, the he is the highest cap. Right. Mm-hmm. I, it's not going to like. He has the ability – he's technically brilliant. He has Mm -hmm. the ability to kind of go for goal. Uh, Florian Virch is more of a setup man, right? Mm -hmm. He will go for goal, but he will more so create opportunities for his teammates. Jamal Musiala can do that, but then he can also decide to be arrogant as hell and just take his pot shot on goal or slalom through defenders. I don't know. I mean, Virch will do that less, okay? So we're talking a game of inches here, okay? Um, I, I think Musiala is every bit the finisher that Karim mm-hmm. Adeyemi is, too, which is why I picked Musiala over Adeyemi. Um, mm-hmm. But really, what we're talking about here is semantics, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this this is a ridiculous situation that Hansi Flick finds himself in. <laughs> He's got Jamal Musiala, Florian Wirtz, Yusufa Mukoku, who doesn't even get a talking about anymore uh, based on where he is uh, on the injury uh, table just like everybody else at Dortmund. And then Mm -hmm. you have Karim Adeyemi. Uh, So Hansi Flick uh, is going to make sure that Germany is going to be scary for years to come, at least on the attack.
0: Um, But I I just want to say, it's not like I don't rate Musiala, okay? I just think Adeyemi is going to be one of the best strikers in the world. Really, I really rate him highly. I really rate him highly.
1: I just realized, I don't know why I thought you would have said Musiala when you said Adeyemi is going to go for potentially 100 million euros.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really do think that. I, I wow. For me, he's crazy. Like, he's really crazy. So, number 11, Netherlands, okay? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say the easy pick, and I'm going to say my per- preferred player. Mm-hmm. My easy pick, obviously, is Graven Birch, because yeah. if there's a player that's destined for greatness, it's Graven Birch, okay? Wonder Kid stamped for years, okay? And now I can fin- finally say he's developing himself, and he's one step sure. away of actually becoming the world class player that everybody expects him to be. Okay. He's, he's playing yeah, because it's it's what I'm seeing at Ajax, okay? And yeah. it's it's the fact that he's bossing up now. And yeah, I, I wanted to see it and now that we we're getting the confirmation, there you go. I'm yeah. going to go Gravin Birch. And the second is the pick that he's going to he's going to leave Lille that's Van Botman, okay? Center back. Again, ball playing elite but heading ability, set pieces, that guy is a p- trouble. He's trouble, Botman, yeah. okay? So he's my pick, Sven Botman, but Gravenberg, obviously, the wonder kid. All there right.
1: You know. Okay. Um, And Gravenberg, what do you think? Premier League next for him? Or stay at I. Uh,
0: yes, Premier League next. Fair Premier enough. League next. Two is, right. he, he's just so Premier League stamped. The DNA. The it's it's just yeah. It's, just it's gonna good. happen.
1: It's good. Well, I I'm gonna actually surprise you here. My mm. pick for the Netherlands, uh, at least highest cap, highest ceiling, is gonna be Jurian Timber. Okay. Mm. Uh, he has been undroppable for mm-hmm. Ajax as of late. Again, he's got Euro experience. Uh, people were looking up his name furiously. Um, Google search, Google search, <laughs> who is was Urian Timber when his name was announced for the squad. Um, but I don't know if Yuri Timber would have gotten the chance to show what he could do mm-hmm. if it weren't for complications with Daley Blin's uh, recovery at Ajax. Mm-hmm. If it weren't for complications with Van Dijk and De Ligt, De Ligt um, mm-hmm. in the national team setup. But once he made his way into that 11 at Ajax, he has not. He has been relentless in staying there. And he has been um, rapidly improving, becoming easily one of the best center backs in the Eredivisie. And a lot of people um, are, are looking at him to make a big, big move in the future. Um, nobody really talks about it because we're all talking about Gravenberg, understandably mm-hmm. so, or Sven Botman <laughs> and where he's going to wind up. But Jurian Timber is having the season of his life. And mm-hmm. that, I believe, is going to continue. And here's how good he is. He literally was sent home because poor, the poor kid had too much workload put on him at 20 years old. Okay, so he's only just scraped the surface and gotten into, um, you know, scraped the surface of a professional life. Uh, so I really think that there are miles beyond um, mm. what he can do right now. Uh, and he could grow into a pretty fearsome center back for them. Maybe even... Mm. Replacing the, the link. No, just kidding. That's a joke. Um, <laughs> that, that's it,
0: cool, but partnering up with them for, sure. for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. So, yeah. uh, number 10, it's your preferred, let's say, I'd say dual citizenship. This is your second country, mate. Like every it time is. you mention it, like you love them. It's the I'm Danish. Part,
1: I'm part Danish.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I want to start here with the player. I, I saw him at Copenhagen, and that's that I'm me. Mean. Yeah. Because now he went to Ajax. And interesting enough, just playing with uh, Timber, too. Mm -hmm. So, like, elite winger, okay? Uh, Fast-paced. And there's a reason why Ajax got him. Because he's... he's, Look, the thing with Dairami is the way how he goes forward and he just knows when to cross and when to finish. That's what I would like about Dairami. So, if I am seeing Anthony ball out for Ajax, I can Mm -hmm. see the same happening next season, okay? For Darami, People really shining the light on him because yeah, he's a baller too. So Danish superstar in the making and Skov Olsen too is a really good mention. He's more, he's a player that's been in the national team. Uh, he's got that experience, but I really think in the future, Darami is going to be that guy. I think, so, I th-
1: think you might be right, but how dare you not mention Mikkel Damsgaard? Um, <laughs> I, no, because I, I knew I just, you
0: were going to mention him. That's true. You were going to mention him. <laughs> that's true.
1: And, and it's, it is pretty crazy to think Mikkel Damsgaard, uh, Andreas mm-hmm. Skol- Skowalsson, uh, Jes- Jesper Lindstrom, I am butchering all these names. They are all 21 years old and pretty established, right? And they've made their moves um, and they could be better for their clubs, but right now for, for the Danish national team, they're pretty damn good. Um, mm-hmm. But Deremi at 19, and he's already getting, you know, put into situations for the Danish national team is huge. And I think they'll all play a role in the World Cup. Um, but I am going to mention a 16-year-old, Zidan Sertemir, who obviously could play for poten- uh, potentially play for Turkey as well. But uh, at 16, he was an FC uh product, that was snapped up by Bayer Leverkusen and became the, I believe it was, the second youngest ever to feature in the Bundesliga. Hmm. Okay, And this is a kid that, you know, he was wanted by a, a whole host of club, uh, clubs, but he's clever. He's already been given a freedom to roam at 16 years old. Um, he he's, can create, he can reliably make things happen as he's shown in the youth um, squads. But the Mm -hmm. fact that at 16, Bayer Leverkusen came in and said, first off, we want to bring you in. And secondly, we basically want to tell you that, you know, assuming your development goes properly, we are going to give you a Bundesliga debut um, within a year of you showing up, within less than a year of you showing up Mm -hmm. and making the move in. So Zidane Sertamir at 16 years old is somebody that you have to watch because he is highly, highly uh, touted by, um, I think it's Rolfs, Simone Rolfs. That is um, the one that's been waxing poetic about him uh, in the Leverkusen camp. So definitely watch Zidane Sertimir.
0: There you go. So number nine, yeah, I feel like you'll be very nice with this one. And that's Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the pick that I really thought it was going to go well at Betis. And this is what I want. I wanted to know by you because... Diego Lainez seemed to have it all, okay yeah. when I watched him in the South American League uh, uh, like in the leagues like it, it's club in Club America like Lainez seemed like he was so confident he was just on the ball like that little winger that no one could take the ball off Messies type goes yeah. to Betis, doesn't play anymore yeah what happened? Yeah. like he was, he's, he's the guy he's still 20 he's still 20 he's under 21 still. Yep. So I want to know why isn't he being the guy that I expected to be?
1: Yeah. Like, I, I'm. I, I'll be honest. I don't know. I, I all I know is that we take a collective, um, deep breath when he enters a match uh, oh. versus the U.S. men's national team because he is just fearless. He's he, not afraid to dribble at it. And you know, like his situation kind of reminds me. You remember Emre Moore? Mm-hmm. Remember that name? Yes. And how he kind of came on oh, to the theme, no. the dribbling ability. And I think it really comes down to small guy to small guy. Uh, his size, potentially, in La Liga, I have no clue. Um, but he's not my pick. Diego Linez is not my pick. But I think he would do very well to move on from Real Betis. And that's going to be a yeah. huge uh, reason that maybe he can jumpstart his career moving forward. Because he still has immense potential. But my yeah. pick is going to be Marcelo Flores. Um, I don't know if you got to watch any of the uh, – there's a Revelations Cup going on right now, and uh, Mexico played Brazil, and Mexico beat Brazil, um, the same Brazil that has Angelo Gabriel and, uh, and uh, Mateus uh, Nascimento. But Marcelo Flores was the best player on that field. Okay, Now, he was born in Canada mm-hmm. and can play for Canada, can play for England as well, I believe, because uh, he's part of the Arsenal setup and has been there yeah. for a long period of time. But he, is, he was just so immense in that midfield. And this might be a little bit of recency bias, but everywhere he's, he goes, Arsenal's talking a lot about uh, his development and how excited they are about him. Same mm-hmm. goes for Canada. Same goes for Mexico. <laughs> if if Mexico can land him as a midfield maestro for years to come, um, CONCACAF's going to be pretty, pretty fun to watch. He's only 18, so uh,
0: got to watch him. There you go. There you go. So, number eight. It's my, it's my country, Portugal. So, I'm pretty, I'm pretty safe to say who I think has the most potential under 21 in yeah. the Portuguese uh, Portuguese lineup. And, I, and that's easy. It's nun Mange, guys. It's nun Mange. <laughs> nun Mange is the one right now under 21 that has the best ability to play, okay, right now in the team, in my opinion. Because yeah. Ron Félix, he became 22. So, but I have two players that I want to mention here that I feel have that world-class ability, potential that Noon Mench has uh, too. And that is Bidernet, okay? So unfortunate that he actually didn't play in the years because of injury, okay? I hope he comes back soon. But Mm -hmm. Bidernet's fast. He's got that finishing. And honestly, if a player at 21 is balling in the prem and putting fullbacks on watch, Mm -hmm. like... Okay, the, he, he's a baller, okay? Yeah. He's a baller. Yeah. And I, I would love to see him, if he, he comes back with the same form, for him to go to a a, a team like Liverpool. Imagine Jota, Neto with Klopp. That yeah. would be insane. It would just match really well. And the other player is Fabio Vieira, okay. okay? People often focus a lot on Vitinha, which is natural because Vitinha technically is he's so gifted, okay? Yep. And the under-21 setup, if you see those matches, he's... He just just gets all the show because, yeah, the ball is like it's glued on his feet. But Fabio Vieira is the maestro. He does the balls at the right time. He does the transitions. He does the final pass for the attacks to have the goal. Fabio Vieira, okay? Okay. People, watch out, okay? He is the real deal. Fabio Vieira from Olival. Trust me.
1: All right, I you know I I my eye was drawn and and call me the guy that you know watches the highlight package and goes straight to the guy that I don't know puts a defender on his ass. Um, <laughs> Vitinha really did excite me watching those U twenty one highlights. And um, what Bet is trust. it going to take for a guy like Vitinha to play day in day out somewhere? And where uh, is the best place for him?
0: Porto no port, yeah. It's very hard for with Sergio Conceição. Yeah, but. I think Vitinha If he went to the to the Netherlands, okay. I think if Ajax would would manage to get Vitinha a, a team that would just love to have the ball at their feet, yeah. like a possession based team. If they get him, they're happy with him. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's. I, I don't know which team, but a ball possession team. That's that's would be my recommendation. Like Fair elite enough. player, elite right. player. Well, so wait,
1: here we go. We got uh seven, seven left. Seven. Yeah, yep,
0: seven. So we got the 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 rivals for Portugal, and that's Spain. Okay, yep. so we got the easy the easy dub the world class that we know, <laughs> we know is going to be a baller this season, and and it's Pedri. Okay, mm-hmm. that he we know he's going to deliver. But the one that has the Ballon d'Or potential is Anzufati. Okay, I I want to see okay. Ansu has that, as what we saw last season before the injury. Okay, the the. The, those moments that you just know, you don't see with other players. That's okay, Fatih yeah. has them. And yeah, Anzu Fati is the player with the most potential, in my opinion. But the most consistent, you know, I'm going to go with Ferran Torres. Yeah. Because Ferran Torres, I think, is going to be a Spanish icon. <laughs> a big, A bit like David Villa. Okay. Interesting. He was a Valencia too. Okay. So I think Ferran Torres is a bit the David Villa region. Okay. I wanted to say that. David
1: Villa region. There's no such thing. (laughs) Come on. Uh, Yeah. I mean, this is, this is like Germany all over again, right? How do you choose between them? But I I agree. Ansu Fati uh, Mm -hmm. provides, well, there's a, there's that pizzazz that you'll get with Mm -hmm. him that you probably won't get with a Pedri or, um, but he's not Mm -hmm. my pick. My pick right now is the guy that actually has the, uh, the, the mind and all the quotes, um, uh, from Louise Enrique. Um, Mm. and that is Gavi. Um, and I am, you know, I, I've liked him as part of the setup. I've watched him. Um, Mm -hmm. but the fact of the matter is, um, he surprises Louise Enrique, right? Mm -hmm. He surprises him every time he's gone out and, and it, it comes down to it that, um, anytime, uh, somebody of that pedigree, whether it's coaching or whatnot, when you start to throw around, hey, this is Iniesta like, or this is Chavi like, mm-hmm. this is whatever, um, and then you start to think about the promise, or, or him, Gavi, not even really scraping the surface of his promise mm. yet, and yet he's good enough still to be called up to the Spanish national team. Yeah, that gets my attention. Okay, <laughs> so I am not a world-renowned scout. I don't. Hell, I I know less about football than most people. I just get the chance to talk about it, right? But Gavi has really, really impressed me. Um, So nothing against Ansu Fati or Pedri or whatnot. I actually do think Gavi could become one of the more influential and important players for Barcelona and for the Mm -hmm. Spanish national team than both of them. And Mm -hmm. we'll see. Well, see if, well if
0: you if if you see Gavi against that Italian team, like that was a uh, he, he, he was himself like toning it down, like he yeah. was controlling that that game, like uh, so. If you're bossing Verratti, <laughs> that says it all. Yeah. So number five, it's uh, number six, Argentina. Okay, I okay. have a pick here that personally I didn't know too much about him, and that was Julian Alvarez,
1: the Arana. Okay,
0: and mm-hmm. I, I was surprised to see a player with such big stats, okay, finishing wise in the league. It's still there. Yeah. Like, how? Okay, so Julian Alvarez, guys, a young striker in Argentina that I could see, just like Aguero, just like Higuain, he's soon coming to Europe, okay? Yeah. For sure. Okay, clinical, finishing, heading to. Uh, and what, what he has that's fantastic is the counterattack, okay? He's got that mo- the movements of the uh, counter-attacking, those counter-attacking movements, okay? He's got it. He's got them. Julian Alvarez, okay? Finisher. And my other pick was Tiago Almada, okay? (laughs) Tiago Almada, he's been a long time in the game. Like, at least, like, people know about him. And he's got the dribbling. Very nice dribbling. Very confident with it. And he can play on the wing as much as he can play in the the middle, too. So, Tiago Almada... And Julian Alvarez, I think these are the two Argentinian future picks.
1: Yeah. And, and Tiago Almata is, is probably heading to Atlanta United. I don't know if you saw that. That's mm. pretty much done. And he's headed to Atlanta United. Um, so that'll be interesting. But I know a little more about Julian Alvarez. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it's tough. You know, River Plot is not an easy place to just kind of mm. walk into. There's plenty mm-hmm. of quality attackers. And Julian Alvarez has been talked about. For years uh Mm -hmm. as being potentially one of the best. And um he's finally taken his chances. Um and and now that he's there, now that Mm -hmm. he's there and now that he's scoring, he's got 14 Julian Alvarez has 14 goals in his last 10 games. Okay. Um, and I can I completely agree with you. I could see him doing his Spider-Man celebration um celly in wherever, La Liga potentially, or Syria. But Julian Alvarez with 14 goals in his last 10 games. Mm -hmm. He's seen spot minutes for Argentina. um, And yet the goals really aren't the whole story because yes, scoring has kept him in the 11, but he's very Jao Felix in this type of situation where even when he wasn't scoring, when he was in the game, he was influencing the game. Okay. Um, You know, he could best be a second striker of sorts, but he's been, he's been played everywhere because he can play everywhere up top. Sometimes he comes in, um, inside from the wing other times he's you know right up top uh but he has the ability and the versatility to play all across and that might have stunted his growth some because that mobility allows you to kind of plug and play with him in the 11 or you know have him uh spell somebody else but his off ball movement is superb um and that in form now he's getting the attention he probably has deserved um but then again if you're a striker, you're a winger, hey, you're either setting up goals or you got to score. And he wasn't doing that previous to this. Now he's doing it. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Julian uh, Alvarez moving forward.
0: But, there you go. There yeah. you go. So number five, England, okay? Well, England, the f- England sets up like picking, picking one for the future. That's the most difficult. But I've said in the past, but the part here, like, yeah. There's only three players, in my opinion, that really have the special generational talent discussion, and that is Foden. Like No, and that is Mbappe, Haaland, and Foden, okay? So, I think Foden is going to be the man to lead England in the future. And I, yeah. I'm going to go bold. I think Foden will already be the best player for England in the World Cup next in, the, in next year. I think Foden has it. Has it, okay? Yeah. He is going to have... Look, the backpack. I really think Foden will do it, okay? Okay. So, I, I think he's going to settle it. It's going to be a world ca- world-class testament there. And that's why I pick him ahead of Mason Greenwood. That I do think he's he's close to generational generational, but Foden, he has that. He just has that. Fair
1: enough. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to fight you here except that I think Jude Bellingham uh along with Phil Foden, uh they they just have this Mm. this quality. There's like an arrogance about them that they, that they know uh, they're going to be the ones leading England into the future. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and I can see that Uh, I can see it less with a Mason Greenwood. Um, So that's kind of not statistical in nature. There's nothing Mm -hmm. to back that up. It's mostly just a gut feeling. The other guy that has it that unfortunately is injured right now, Harvey Elliott, right? I just really, really, you know, enjoy Uh, and and enjoyed watching him kind of bloom at Blackburn. Uh, And then in a very short period of time, he earned Jurgen Klopp's trust. Okay, And he had good statistical numbers against some of the best players on that Liverpool team that would support him being a very quality addition that would have been, um, you know, that would have obviously been a net positive to Liverpool and already world-class team. Uh, and that posited them moving forward. So uh, Harvey Elliott, when he comes back, you never know how an ankle injury uh, leads to things, but he's one that could get up to that type of Phil Foden, Jude Bellingham swagger that I like so much that makes me feel like they are going to be the ones to lead England in the future. I don't know. You have any agreement on that? Or do you think I'm completely off base on Elliot?
0: Yeah, I I, know. I do think, no, it's just just like if he comes back from injury, I do. And he's got that arrogance. I I agree with you. I agree. And I love that you said like the, the thing that we can't really analyze, but we can't, the mentally like Jude Bellingham and Foden really seem like they know that they're going to be the future. And Greenwood is kind of doubtful. I think you're on the money on that. I like that. I like that take. So Number four, Italy, okay? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm happy now to pick this player because I remember starting the season saying, how is he not playing well? How is he still not, not settling in at AC Milan? Yep. But now I'm seeing it, and that is Sandro Tonali. Finally, mm-hmm. this man is showing why AC Milan got him, okay? Mm-hmm. And what I love about it is he seems like he really wants to make it at AC Milan. And he won't leave. He won't leave, okay? I don't see the Donnarumma thing happening with Donalio de Simoan, okay? So if people don't know, CDM, just like very Pirlo-esque, okay, type player. Uh, he's got that target pass that just goes at the feet, okay? Because people don't understand. One thing is getting the ball, just a, a normal pass, okay? And another is getting a pass by a world-class player that puts it Exactly where it needs to be, and Tonali has that. Okay, he is the maestro at the back, the six, the tackle, the last one, the last one in midfield to stop, and the first one to start the attack. I love this player. Okay, he is the future of Italy, and Barella and Tonali—that is scary. Okay, yeah. so That's my pick. And I'm
1: I'm glad Sandro is uh, you know picked up his game because Alex Alex was getting you know. <laughs> you were just getting depressed and uh, uh, it just goes to show you that development isn't always linear, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't always happen in a straight line. And, and uh, Tonali had to take maybe a step back to take a couple steps forward. Um, But I, I I agree with you. Uh, Another name I'm going to have to throw out there though, is somebody that is going to, I think, beat him in importance to the Italian national team in the future. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be Niccolo Ravella. Uh, who is on loan at Genoa from Juventus. Juventus was smart enough to pick him up a couple couple years ago uh, for like 22.5 million euros. Uh, and for a bad team, he is very clearly the most influential and the best player for Genoa, okay? Um, mm-hmm. And not only that, he's putting up numbers in Serie A that contend with other midfielders, okay? Uh, really good on a dead ball phenomenal uh 1.8 1.9 key passes so he's the best under 23 midfielder in terms of creating chances okay Mm -hmm. and then on top of that he's just not i wouldn't even say martin he's much much better defensively there's a defensive bite to him uh cerebral nature to anticipation interceptions block shots block passes he just gets in the way he's a disruptor so kind of a two-way midfielder here he's complete in that sense maybe a little slight doesn't have that type of, uh, you know, but then again, Andrea Pirlo didn't, Gattuso mm-hmm. didn't, not that he's Gattuso, but I'm just saying Ravella is somebody you're going to want to watch. He's only 19 and he's doing this. He's putting up these numbers in Syria for a pretty bad team. Um, so Nicolo Ravella, uh, you got to throw up there with Assandro uh, Tanali, for sure mm-hmm. to watch, but um, all right, we're in the top three. Who's our Top third? three.
0: These, uh, these are the big boys. I, I'm shocked this is not the number one country. I just want to say that. Yeah. Uh, France. Okay. France. So the player with the most potential, in my opinion, for France is Edouard Kamavinga. Okay? okay. For the simple reason that we've already seen him at, at such a young age perform yeah. at the national team. Okay. So, I think he's the youngest player ever to score for the French national team. So that just says it. Okay. And. He, he and he wasn't just scoring goals, he was actually playing really well in those games. Okay, so that, that is important to say. The player that I feel has the best ability was Wesley Fofana. Okay, mm-hmm. Wesley Fofana was already dominating in the Prem. Okay, under 21. But the player that I want to mention, uh, just quickly is Lacroix. Okay, Lacroix oh. is a king, not just on TikTok, <laughs> but in for Wolfsburg too, and the Bundesliga. Okay fast pace, tackling. This guy is such a beast, okay? And I do think he's going to be a French national team player in the future, Lacroix. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to go bold. It's Lacroix.
1: (laughs) Okay. All right. And I'm surprised. And this is the the craziest part of this whole thing. Not in any of those mentions uh, was the name Saliba, right? (laughs) (laughs) Saliba. I believe Saliba has the highest ceiling Mm -hmm. out of all of them. Okay, Um, you know, ball playing as well as physical attributes, as well as that swagger we all like. Right. Um, As well as the fact that he's gone through some things and he's come out the other side, hopefully. And he's playing really good ball right now. Okay, Mm -hmm. Um, But then we talk about Wesley Fofana and there's a bite to him. And then we talk about Maxence Lacroix and that Mm -hmm. partnership he's got with John Brooks at Wolfsburg. I mean, he's they're they're all coming into their own. What are we going to play like seven center backs? For France, moving <laughs> forward, clearly not. But how, how are you going to leave? We haven't even talked about Sima Khan. We haven't talked about Benoit Baria-Chile, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many solid, solid potential center backs um, that they could literally rotate partnerships uh, throughout World Cup qualifying in the future, um, and they probably still get the job done. But I, I think when it comes down to it, highest ceiling, while I completely respect all of those decisions, I'm going to go with the center back as well, and I am going to say <laughs> Saliba, uh, will prove to be the best of the bunch moving forward.
0: Well, there you go. Saliva's performing really well for Marseille. so I, I like that pick. So, number 2, Brazil. So, uh the I I was really it's the discussion between Vini and Rodrigo in my opinion. Yeah. And Kaiki too. I yeah. wanted to mention okay. Kaiki as the bold pick because like Kaiki is the player that has the potential to to, mm-hmm. to go where Vini wants to go and that is the world class the world-class talent um, category. But I have to say, Vinicius Jr. right now. Because Vinicius Jr. has the finishing that he needed last season already. And I can't go against it. And I was was always saying, if Vinicius Jr. has the finishing, I will put him here. He has it. So I put him in the top. Yeah, I put I'm, him in the
1: top. I'm going to agree with you there just for the sake of time. And uh, yeah, we, we've been talking about it. It's <laughs> Even if he has marginal improvement in his finishing, right? Mm-hmm. He will be better. And, and he can even improve more. And he's already right up there, right? World-class mm-hmm. numbers so far this year. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, he's going to continue to get better. And at 21, I, I think it still makes sense uh, that he's got the highest ceiling uh, out of the bunch. Uh, I do need to throw out on, uh, Angelo Gabriel, a 16 yes. year old that literally tore the U.S. men's, uh, I'm sorry, the U.S. under 20s apart the other day. It was their first game in a couple of years. So we'll, we'll cut them a little bit of a break. <laughs> but Angelo Gabriel has worked his way into the conversation at Santos, right? Yeah. That's not, that's not easy to do. Um, he's only 16. He's so fluid. It's one of those things where, yeah, the, the ball never leaves his foot. Um, the milestones that he's put up there, which we can list, but we're, we don't have enough time. It speaks volumes at such a historic club. Um, Angelo Gabriel is only 16. There's so much that could happen from now until the, the age of Vinicius, 21. But uh, he is definitely out of an incredibly incredibly uh, important group that's coming through like Mateus Nasumento and Savio and some of these other names. Uh, Angelo Gabriel is the one that I would pick to definitely watch the most. Um, but Vinicius has to be named, I think, for, uh, for Brazil um, and for, for their future. But let's go. Number yeah, one. There
0: you go. There you go. So number one, Belgium. Yeah. Okay. I said it in the past and I really think Doku is one of the best talents in the world under 21 already. Top five in my opinion. So I had to pick Jeremy Doku, okay? But I do think Charles de Ketzler is the type of player that next year he goes to, let's say, Everton or God knows where. but And he would be a world-class player. In, not a world-class player straight away, but in two, three years, he's a player to be dominating in the national team next to Doku. Charles yeah. de Ketelaer and Doku.
1: And, and, and here's the thing: Doku could be a, just a world class specialist, right? At just mm. taking and beating kid, uh, beating people on the wings. Uh, mm-hmm. Charles de Ketelaer could be that, not like Kimmich for uh, the attacking, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, not Kimmich. More so that um, Swiss Army knife type of approach. He can play anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gonna. He's growing into his game, um, and he does. He's got to move on from Club Rouge. Uh, in order to figure out exactly uh, how world-class the kid could get. Um, but we've seen sparingly here and there uh, on the European stage, how dominant he can potentially be. Um, it's just whether or not he can uh, compound uh, on that. Um, another one you got to throw out there just from sheer age and the milestones and what he's put into it is another Club Rouge player, and that's Noam Bamba. Um, Defensive midfielder, I I really think, you know, they have high respect for him. It's just whether or not he develops and he's at sixteen, he was already starting a game for Club Rouge. That's pretty impressive. Um, but uh it's it's all about how he develops. So I agree with you. Doku, the Keteler, those are pretty solid choices. Uh,
0: there me. are, they are there for sure. Yep. So guys, here's episode 30. okay this is this is a special one if there's any player that we haven't mentioned with your country please put down in the comment section below and just tell us who are the wonder kids that we haven't mentioned and we should have okay because yeah. we want to know and it's always good to have a chat in the comments yeah,
1: i gotta get a drink i'm tired after that <laughs>
0: How about you? No, I'm I'm gonna watch that Portugal Serbia match, so I, I I gotta get hyped up. You do, you do. All right, I'm ready for a oh. CR7 masterclass or Dusan
1: Vlovic. uh We'll see oh. who's who, who oh, we'll gonna see.
0: be. We'll see. So episode thirty. uh hope you guys enjoyed it. Peace out. See you.